Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Total Seamers Podcast. I'm Simo. Today I'm joined by Jake. Say hello, Jake. Hi, guys. Welcome back. I'm also joined by Jed. Say hello, Jed. Hello, mate. And welcome to our Premier League Review Show, which is, again, next year, next year, lads, we're, we're, we're going by episodes and numbers. We're not doing match weeks, because this, <laughs> this is horrendous. <laughs> Let's just jump straight in it. We have a lot of football to cover. So we're going back to Saturday the 16th, um, which is what we covered up to in our, in our last review. We start off with a pretty good one. Uh, Big Sam gets a win over uh, over Nuno in the derby. Uh, it was fucking cracking game. <laughs> what did you think, Jake? Well, we uh, we said it was going to be a, an interesting one and a a good game for Sam or Nuno to try and get a win in. And obviously, Big Sam done that. I thought it was a great game. Um, derbies always are good, aren't they? And I always feel like any game with Wolves in is particularly um, entertaining to watch. Anyway. Yeah. But but this one, no derbies. Really I can think of one one derby recently that didn't live up to anything. Yeah, well, go on, yeah. go on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it's like it's like you say, Jake. Any game with wolves in at the moment is entertaining. They seem they seem to be uh, a bit short at the back. Yeah, uh, they've not seen. They, you know, they're leaking goals a bit more than they have in the past. Um, and I thought this, this game was really good, really entertaining. Had everything that you'd want from a derby. Really, you know, five goals. Um, bit of clumsy defending from Wolves, which let West Brom in two penalties. Um, it was it was great. It was great, and Big Sam will be absolutely buzzing with it, won't he? We did yeah. say we did say it wouldn't oh, yeah. necessarily be a walkover for Wolves, and because uh, because obviously it's a derby. Big Sam being from the area, he knows <laughs> what that game means to the the people of the Black Country, um, and he's he sorted them out there, hasn't he? <laughs> Yeah, he has, and 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 fair play to him. West Brom, I thought were probably bang on the money for that win as well, and 
you know, they certainly turned it on when they needed to, but I think Big Sam now are just going to be hoping that they can continue and build off of this performance. Yeah. I mean, Big Sam has got to be buzzing with that. He's got five shots in target and 30% possession came away with one thing i will say that i uh i think wolves can take positive a, a positive from is that fabio silva took his goal really yep. well uh it would do yeah. i think it'll do wonders for his confidence to have actually scored and um, and he absolutely bullied that defender shrugged him off and, and tucked it away in the corner, didn't he? I'm glad um, you mentioned that because how technical and how powerful it had to be in that situation. So he had yeah, all the cute, yeah, he had really cute good. At the ball at the same time, like shot off a big man um, from getting in his way. Yeah, and he had to hit what? the ball right as well. So there was a lot to do in that goal. It was by I no means an easy goal, but a uh, really good centre forwards goal. Yeah, really good. Yeah, it was good to see for the youngster. Obviously, uh, and that's his first goal. I'm hoping he'll kick on for that. Uh, there's a lot to admire about Fabio Silva. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> he's absolutely. <laughs> He's in this He's got the potential. It's definitely there, isn't the, um, it? <laughs> he, has to, he has to be the starting striker for Wolves, a uh, Premier League club at uh, such a young age, probably. And we talked about this last week where we said that pro- he didn't probably expect to be in this position. I've been picked every week at his age. And if he's going to be probably be getting time off the bench in rotation through um, Raul Jimenez. But, you know, you, you need to, you need to um, play with the cards you're dealt, you know. Um, and I think Nuno's done the right thing and just you know, staying with him. We're just hoping that each match he gets a little bit sharper, which he is. Um, and I think if Wolves do manage yeah. to turn their form around, I think he will actually play a part in it. I think he um, he he needs to take confidence from the goal that he's got. Um, his He does seem to get himself in the right positions, doesn't he? He just doesn't always take the chance. So hopefully he'll kick on now and, and put a few more goals away for, for Wolves because he could be a really big player. And um, yeah, hopefully it all works out for the best for them. Definitely. Um, how important was um, Robert Snodgrass in that? <laughs> in that? Um, oh, in that game, he was. He was, he was everywhere. Everybody. Like, well, that's one thing you're going to get for you. Robert Snodgrass. He isn't going to run for you, uh, yeah, and he's getting older, but he seems to still have the engine on him. He must be looking after himself at this age. Yeah, definitely. And, and his um, his ability on you know from a dead ball as well is is not going to go. Um, you know, the older he gets, and oh, I thought he played really well. Um, I think he could. Proved to be a really good signing for West Brom. Big Sam will know how to to get the best out of him, certainly. Um, and he, he looks to have done that pretty much straight away. Uh, hopefully, he'll keep that up for, for them as well because they're going to need a player like him in the team, obviously, the, as we get into the business end of the season. Okay, on to Leeds at Brighton. Leeds faced Brighton at home and lost. Brighton finally got the win they were after. Been after it for quite what feels like quite a long time, uh, and actually, you know, it's just just Leeds doing Leeds things again. We tweeted out that Leeds can't defend. People love that. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> agrees that. <laughs> uh, what did you think of the match, Duke? Um, I I thought you know we said before the game, didn't we, that it had the sort of the markings to be a very attacking sort of basketball type game where both teams are backwards and forwards. I thought it was. It was a pretty decent game. Um, I, th- I thought the pitch, though, oh, it was terrible. Um, it really, really oh, yeah. hampered Leeds, like, massively. You know, Yeah, I thought that. It was their own ground. Yeah, their, own the, ground. their game <laughs> is, like, heavily, heavily reliant on sort of fast mm-hmm. passing and, like, running and stuff like that. And that pitch just really did not help. I mean, we were talking about it during the game, weren't we, about how the pitch just, like, it was just being eaten up every time someone had pass a ball. And, yeah, it was... That that sort of 
didn't help the game as such for me, but fair play to Brighton. I mean, we spoke about the little bit of luck that they might need and things like that. And they, they finally got that, didn't they? And they got the win. I thought they probably deserved it in the end. Yeah, I'd agree. I think they deserved the win overall. Um, I thought Leeds were, were pretty poor, to be honest, by their, their standards from this season. Um, the pitch looked like the sort of pitch you'd expect to see at like lower league level, League One, League Two level, um, I, I, they probably had a lot of like, a lot of rainfall on it mm. recently, which doesn't help. But as I say, I think that did. I seen kind of hamper Leeds a little bit. I seen a lot of that on Twitter. People saying, "Oh, it's a winter. What do you expect? <laughs> expect the ground the to be league. maintained yeah. in the it's, Premier League." It's the, Prem- <laughs> it's, it's the Premier League. Yeah, it doesn't like it, it, that's an excuse in in the lower leagues. It's not an excuse yeah. in the Premier League. Not unless you know. Not unless you've you've literally been flooded. Mm. Yeah, and and there's. Yeah, six feet of water on top of the pitch. That's the only time you'd, you'd call a game off in the Premier yeah. League these days, isn't it? Right, it's, yeah, I don't think it's much of an excuse. But I think, to be honest, what hampered Leeds more so than the pitch was just their poor defending. Yeah. Um, have you seen the goal, that Brighton's goal? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming you yeah. have, boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, they honestly, like, you, you don't have to, to be a football pundit to look at number 22. I think, is it Harrison? He was just jogging back. Yeah while Brighton are passing their way around mm. Leeds' defence. And Neil Mopé is literally there in the six-yard <laughs> box at the back post, completely on yeah. his own, unmarked. <laughs> when if, if that player if, if, if that player's busting a gut to get back there and sprinting to, to challenge him and mark him, mm. that goal oh, doesn't yeah, go in or exactly. potentially puts pressure on him. But he's the, they've left Neil Mopé, who's, who's quite a competent finisher, alone in the box, completely unmarked, picked him out. Like, that was, that was, was worse that's what hampered Leeds more so than, than the pitch for me is the, the poor standard of defending, and and that's going to cost them ultimately. You know, is they they can't defend. They they've outscored teams in the past, and at the minute they're not doing that, mm. and, and they're just going to concede goals. Um, what happened to all this Bielsa match preparation that's supposed to be happening behind the scenes? I mean, it's not doesn't take a fucking um, super football mind to see that fucking Neil Mopé is quite a fast player, yeah. quite, an, quite an adept finisher. Yeah. He's, he's clearly yeah. he's clearly of the quality of the Premier League. He is of that crop easily. I think if he was to drop down to the Championship, there would be questions asked. Like the, the players probably, you know, better than than that standard. Uh, it, obviously, yeah, right and a few and far between in their options. Um, good forward, you know, outside sort of like um, Mopé, Connell, uh, Connolly, and Lamptey, who are all fairly similar forwards. And Lamptey's only finding his feet as a forward <laughs> recently. Yeah. Then these are the options. Surely he said to the defence, right? Two threats, no pay, Lamptey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. I, I don't, I don't understand how they've left him alone there and and not tracked back because it's not like you can't see him. Like you're facing the play and he's he's, he's in front of you. He's, he's 20, 30 yards ahead yeah. of you mm-hmm. in your box. You know, completely unmarked. And they've Brighton have put put together some neat passes as well. And 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 it was a good move. They they do play that sort of football when they get the chance and 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 they do it well. Um and uh, yeah, it's it's bizarre for me how how Leeds have let that happen. Um, they really, really can't defend. Can't no, they? <laughs> struggling, struggling. I massively think the problem with that, them as well, like the Leeds, is like a lot of the, they are good players, but that a lot of those defenders are still Championship level defenders. Um, they don't have you know someone who's mm. Premier League quality in there. I'm not talking that they don't have Premier League quality. I'm saying the Premier League experience and things like that. And Brighton have been in this league a, a, a lot longer than Leeds, so they've got that sort of knowledge and the know-how. And, and we're seeing that, I think, from Leeds. It's a little bit sort of 
inexperience to play at this level, I think, is, is what's hampering them as well. Yeah. And that's no disrespect to those players because they're still great players and they've still won a lot of games this season and they'll, they're they going to do fine. But there's that little bit of inexperience, I think, is probably not helping Leeds either. Leeds had 66% possession and only converted that into seven shots, two of them on target. Brighton had 33% possession and managed seven shots as well, right? So if you get like almost double, you've got double the amount of time on the ball mm. than the opposition, double, and they've got the same amount of shots in you, mm. something's going wrong there. You're not moving the ball well enough. You're not, you're not, you're not dragging centre backs out of the way. You're not dragging full backs out of the way. Yeah. You know, you're, you're doing the wrong things. Um, they did try and walk. I feel like they were trying to walk into the net on a couple of occasions. That's, yeah. Uh, and when the, when the pitch went to shit and they kept trying to insistent and moving the ball across the floor and it has to be a certain point and you just think like Bamford needs to change the, what he's doing in this game we're not going to move the ball across the floor and cut it back to him we're going to have to stick it on his head <laughs> he's going to need to hold it up he's going to need to hold it up we're going to need to, you know put the ball through there I'm not saying that Leeds can't do that I think when, when they have Calvin Phillips in the pitch he's one of the one of the players that can actually spray the ball out yeah um, through yeah. the air to feet you know, through there to, to find a player. Um, maybe that, maybe that, like, sort of missing him a little bit as well. Uh, but yeah, Leeds did not cover themselves in glory in this game. Dreadful. But that's the worst game. Well, well, even at United, I think they were better. Oh, they were in much better. In terms of like, they were unlucky yeah, in yeah. quite a lot of occasions. <laughs> they, were, they were much better. But in terms of like, not yeah. playing good football, they did not play football, good, good football this match at all. Slightly worrying for Leeds because it seems as if the inconsistency is mm. starting to tip on the side of more loses than the, than uh, wins. Mm. It's not what you need no, this time. Definitely, definitely not. Definitely not, no. Uh, we'll cover West Ham, Burnley briefly. West Ham pick up again. Another narrow win. Um, Mikel Antonio, man of the match. Yeah. Um, superb. Well. He's <laughs> a great player, isn't he, as well? <laughs> yeah, good Good to see him Good to see him back, cause obviously, because yeah. he's been out injured for, for a few months now, yeah. hasn't he? Um, he's a staple of the Premier League, hasn't he? He's come back and, and done what Ant- what Mikel Antonio does. He, he gets goals. He does, he? yeah. Like you said, the celebration was class. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Backstroke on the on the pitch. <laughs> you can always rely yeah. on that sort of thing, can't you? Um, I think there's not much, there's not much to cover in this game. West Ham were the better side yeah. and, and deserved the win. Um, they've they're really building momentum at the moment. Yeah, they, they? are. Um, yeah. I mean, fair I, I, I still find it funny that like, within the last two years we've seen Michael Antonio's main position at right back. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you remember well, this, that he played a lot. A lot. Of, yeah. It was very strange, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, they they sing the West Ham fans sing that about him because like, he, he, he came from Forest. He couldn't get a game. <laughs> he, he played at right back. Just wasn't the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like I genuinely like is he's a very versatile player, isn't he? But he's, now that he's playing, oh, he's front, you can't imagine him. You can't imagine him no, playing in it. No, he's, he's not a right back, is he? He's built so powerfully as well, and he can run on the ball, and he, and he finishes. The goals he gets are centre forwards goals. They're scrappy. He doesn't care how they go in. They just they well, go that's in. The thing. Like that's that's what you need, isn't it? Like, and he's a big, he's I, a big I'll strong bloke. Well, I, I think he's a very big good strong bloke as well. He can he can harass a back line, can't he? Because he's fast at running. and He's got a good engine on him. And yeah, he's quite physical. He used to be the henchman of the league, didn't he? Mikel Antonio used to be quite, you know, buff and then Adama Traore <laughs> yeah. comes in and looks like some skinny dude. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, Burnley, again, probably lacking lacking fire, firepower going forward. Definitely. David Moyes yeah. taking, probably taking advantage of his far superior midfield. Um, uh, running the midfield, he had the better quality going forward. They yeah. were probably matched at the, at the back at each side, but obviously West Ham's extra quality gets them to go early and they, they know just 
see it out, get a job done, take a pay, take your three points, and then that's a home win, ticking the box, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, it really is. Right, over to um, Fulham, Chelsea. Scott Barker feels a wee bit unlucky here. Uh, I think uh, Anthony Robinson's challenge is just so, so stupid. I don't know reckless. What thinking. Absolutely challenge. reckless. It's it's a red card every day. Everyone that said it oh, wasn't yeah. a red card, I don't know what tackle they were watching, but... Just a fucking yeah, bunch of those, back in my day merchants, What's, the, just, what's the justification for it? Is it because there, there was no major contact oh, yeah, with the player? Mate, but the like the intents there, he's yeah, way he's, over the he's, yeah. he's way over the height of the ball. Yeah. Like it's it you can't see like that anymore. And get away with it. Well back in my day, that was barely oh, what, what, oh do you want to see like top class players have their legs broken? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. It's, it's like it doesn't it doesn't matter like what you know, whether that was a barely a yellow yeah. thirty years ago. Like the fact is now it's not. And if that had happened to a Fulham player, you'd have been screaming. Oh, of course for a they card. would. So, so like this, oh, yeah. That I, I don't understand how anyone can argue that. To be no. honest, but that definitely changed the game though, because I thought Fulham were in that game until the red card. Yeah. Um, after the red card, Chelsea dominated. They had all the possession. Um, they struggled to come through that with three points, even still at that point. Um, but you know, ultimately got the goal in the end. Um. It's it's not it wasn't a terribly exciting game really. Uh, the red card I think was the the major point in there. I'm, I'm pleased to see that Lampard started Giroud. But yeah. Obviously couldn't couldn't find the net. Um, he did try and play Giroud and Abraham up front at one point mm-hmm. as well together. Didn't seem to work either. I think it's just they're just lacking confidence in front of goal in general mm-hmm. um, and and snatching at chances at the moment. Yeah. It's a good uh, finish from Mason Mount though. To be fair to be fair to Mason Mount, um I think he hit the bar. Yeah, we, he yeah. Did, yeah. yeah. Didn't he? Uh, so they did they they were they threatened. But game, see that sort of like yeah, struggled to get the goal. Dead ball dropping though. Like if it was going to drop to anybody, Chelsea would probably pick Mason Mount to be the player <laughs> that drops to Oh yeah. That, just that yeah. dead ball because well, he had um, it so sweetly. He's been their best player of, of late. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, um, and I I really rate Christian Pulisic, but I don't think he's performing very well at the moment either. Um but Mason Mount seems to be the one who's who's consistently sort of driving the team on. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's anyone in the team that's doing that at the minute, and yeah, I think if, if the ball could drop to anyone in that team right now, yeah, you want it to be him, don't you? Yeah, yeah, and that, yeah. that little bit of extra quality um, gets him the three points. I don't really think uh, Scott Parker's side were a credit to themselves in the second half, being a man down for a full half against Chelsea. Is not an easy thing to do, even a, even a, an out of form Chelsea is not an easy thing to yeah, do. Yeah, and they and they, always, they they kept them out yeah, for for a long, kept them out long time as well for for over. Yeah. Um, for over the half the half, you know, yeah. So they kept him out. So good signs for for Scott Parker. Um, on to that, we uh, we were at the um, the uh, the the, the nine 0 derby, Leicester Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leicester were very good. Leicester are very good. Um, yeah, and yeah. Uh, they were Southampton were outmatched in this game. Yeah, they were. It was a bit of a shame. I th- I, th- I thought Leicester were really good, but Southampton were always going to struggle without um, Danny Ings. I, th- I feel like they're bit of a different side without him um, but I, I, Leicester have been brilliant all season and they proved it again and what a player James Madison is as well he's he's phenomenal isn't he oh, oh yeah. yeah yeah I feel like every week now at this point we're saying James Madison took his goal yeah. well because um, mm. he just does doesn't he, he just, yeah, deja at the moment he's in <laughs> oh, yeah he's, he's on he's on red hot form at the moment isn't he I think that that goal that he scored the other night um, was sort of running down Smacked it in the near post, didn't he? And and took the chance he can score. He's got that in the locker. Um, I thought that this was a really, really good game. It was an interesting 
sort of tactical mm. battle because I thought Southampton did re- they did play really well despite the scoreline. Um, I thought they 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 played well. They stuck to their principles and um, it was a good matchup. But Leicester ultimately just had the bit bit of extra quality in front of goal, um, which as you say, Jake Southampton probably lacked with, with yeah. no Danny Ings. Um, I think um, both teams still, you know, despite having no Danny Ings. Southampton did look threatening. They did have chances at times mm-hmm. um, for some good saves out of Schmeichel. Um, but Leicester just took their chances and Southampton didn't. Um, yeah. You'd say that they deserved the win for it that. It was a real bad game for Jimmy Vardy. Although he did, he did actually, get, he had involvement, didn't he, uh, in the goals. But yeah, <laughs> it was, uh, it, there was a couple of chances that fell with Vardy that you think, you know, he should be putting away. Uh, but yeah. you know, at the end of the day, all that matters to him is a three points. I think he did. He is human, isn't he? After all. Yeah, a decent matchup. Yeah, on the day, Leicester are better. They're at home. Southampton are missing a key man. Yeah, I can see I can see why this result went, they went the way they did, to be honest. Yeah. Um, over to Sunday's matches. And the Sheffield United were at home to, to Spurs looking to extend um, their, short, their very short winning streak. <laughs> <laughs> they were unable to do so, Spurs. Um, uh, it's, what, it's what you say, normal services. Yeah. Normal services. <laughs> yeah. It did look for like a minute. It looked like a minute. Like We thought, oh, it's game one here. Even Jakey Boy tweeted out in the talk screen. I thought oh, it was happening. Oh, no, that was... Yeah, you were like, game on, me. five minutes later. <laughs> Never mind. No, it's not. Um, what, I, what I will say in the one point of praise I have for Sheffield United is that that goal was absolutely brilliant, to be fair. That yeah. that cross from the left-hand side and that, that header from McGoldrick, mm-hmm. um, albeit he could have been challenged a bit more by the, the centre-halves, but I mean, he's still got to score that chance and it's not an easy chance to, to head in. Um, very good goal, well taken, but ultimately Spurs were just were just better than them, weren't they? They, they looked more up for it particularly in the early stages of the game. Um, they got the, the early goals and they killed the game off, essentially, when, when it was 2-0. Yeah. Even though Sheffield United got one back, they never, you know, they didn't have time to to threaten Spurs again after that. Um, Harry Kane was doing Harry Kane things, mm-hmm. um, as he does, but just going to score a good chance. And and, and Don Bele's goal was, was absolutely oh, brilliant, as wasn't well. it? And Don Bele's full... Ninety minute performance was was absolutely. Yeah, he was really good. <laughs> yeah, he had a really good, good game. Uh, seems to be getting better and better in Dombley, I think. Um, yeah, Josie Mourinho showed a bit of disrespect to Sheffield United. Started youngster Joe Roden, um, Welsh international, <laughs> uh, and he looked absolutely fantastic. I think he was top of the top of the defending stats uh, in every mm, sort of yeah. aspect. Now, which which would be good signs for um, Josie Mourinho. Uh, he will be sort of poking into options to replace Alder Virald. Uh, when he retires, yeah. he's actually. I've, I I think when I used to watch um, the, the Vertonghen Alderweireld partnership, I always assumed that the Alderweireld was the older one, but he's not. He's actually three he's, years younger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although I th- no, Vertonghen's been. I mean, Vertonghen was at Spurs for quite a they while. Both, they, they both played so. more games together than they have games without each other in their career. In their career, uh, yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? That. That's mad it is, yeah. Um, yeah. Aldo Vero seems to be putting on the weight and maybe Jan's not there to run with him on the training pitch or something like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, Josie probably will be looking at solutions for for the, when the time comes to to start making Aldo Vero more of a squad player than, than the first choice centre-back next to Eric Dyer. Yeah. Obviously, Eric Dyer is his lieutenant, his general, his enforcer. Mm. He's got his little... He's men on side, isn't he? Jose Mourinho on the side. He's got his little yeah. staples, you know, Sissoko. Uh, well, I think... Um, 
I think when you buy a player like Joe Roden, though, it is, it is a future investment, isn't it? Because he's still young. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, definitely. So he's definitely going to be looking to, to blood him in. And with the long term, with a view of for him being a long term replacement for. If you can't like blood say, someone yeah, in I mean, against Sheffield United, there's no better time to do it, isn't it? <laughs> well, that's the game. That, no, definitely. That's the game. And I think Joe Mourinho's probably had that game penciled in it like four weeks previous to being like, okay, right, that's when. Yeah. This, that's when we'll come, this, you know, Joe Roden will get his start. Definitely. I think this, this result was uh, a good result for Spurs as well. I think they needed that sort of confidence booster at the mm-hmm. minute. Um, go out there. Absolutely boss a game, you know, because they haven't really been bossing games recently. So apart from obviously the, the FA Cup game, um, <laughs> but to, to to go out there, you know, play a team off the park um, and and earn your three points that way and build from there. I think that'll be the the mentality for them at the minute. Yeah, he does save it, everyone. I think it's absolutely crazy um, that Sheffield United are, are still sort of. Around, like around almost because they can't, they can't, be, they can't be relegated <laughs> early, mate. No matter how bad you are, you can't get relegated early. Uh, it's meant, it's crazy. But, but like, I just want to talk about um, Aaron Ramsdale quickly. Um, I just, I've just seen here that this is probably one of the greatest stats I've ever read. Um, he's played fifty six Premier League games and he has kept six clean sheets in that time. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's that's yeah. So ten percent. He's kept a clean sheet. It's an entire, I mean, an entire Premier League season and a half of not clean sheets. Not keeping a clean sheet, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely terrible. So that's, that, it's officially the worst terrible. ratio of any keeper to play at least 50 Premier League oh. games. I mean, oh, do you know what he, he belongs in the worst 11, I think. We might have a new... <laughs> Taibi's absolutely stealing the living in that worst. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's going on. not lost in Ramsdale, is he? But that, that, that for me, though, on? that just says it all, doesn't it, about how bad they've been. I mean, and Aaron Ramsdale, unfortunately, is going to bear the brunt of that because he's the goalkeeper. And then it's... He'll be aware of that start as well. It will be. Like, someone will tweet gonna, that at him and be like, oh, did you, by the way, did you know you're the worst? Wor- officially the worst goalkeeper in the Premier League. On paper. It can only it can only get worse for him that's as well the that's thing. this it- season because if he's already beat the record, he's not. <laughs> when's he going to keep it of a clean sheet this season? <laughs> like, Negatory. Maybe when they play Newcastle, Newcastle again. Yeah. They got, they got <laughs> Newcastle again. I was going to say. That's, that's probably it. So uh, that's only going to get worse for him. Yeah. That's a that's a not a not a stat that you want. When was he good? Have, Why do they have this weird memory of like Aaron Ramsdale being half decent at some point? Is it like I don't recall? The thing is, he was a Bournemouth. He, he was an okay shot stopper. Do you know what I mean? He was a no, yeah. he was a shot stopper because he was just being pelted with balls all game. But you know, when when you're a team like that, I, th- I find that you potentially do look pretty good because mm. you know you'll have twenty shots sort of mm. hit, hit at you and you'll save maybe seventeen of them, and then. Three will go in. You go, oh yeah, but he played well. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't exactly have the uh, the best defensive front of him at Bournemouth. No, you know what I mean, like Chaza Daniels and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they had that Steve billing. Cook. It was all right. Steve Cook. Steve Cook looks like he should be an electric. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he does. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's playing in front of him in the yeah. Premier League. <laughs> it's, just fucking... the, it's crazy because this Sheffield United side last season was so hard to beat, <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> and now like, yeah, oh, I think it though, aren't I think the goalkeeper Dean Henderson going, clearly made yeah. a bigger difference than we all thought it probably would. To be honest, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, over to the. Liverpool, Manchester United, Derby. <laughs> Say that with complete reluctance. I called it. Every game that we seem to look forward to, like actively look forward to, think, oh, I'll pencil that in as a, that'll be good. And I did think this was good because I don't, I, that, I, something in my head said, right, 
there's been a lot of derbies recently that have been absolutely piss poor. <laughs> Surely one's got to come good. You've got you, like United are playing so well at the moment, aren't they? It, like it it sets it up more because you expect Liverpool to play well at this point. Mm. Um, <laughs> and it's do you know what? I thought it was an interesting contest uh, between the two sides. I thought Liverpool overall probably deserved the win if I had to pick a winner from that game, but they weren't clinical mm. enough. Again, Again, we've been saying it for yeah. weeks now, haven't we? Like they've they haven't. They they have all the the build up play is great. No product yeah. at the end of it, um, and and it's been like that for weeks. And uh, they're, they're just not scoring. So um, they've it's a missed opportunity for them because I think if they had put the ball in the net, they won that game. Hmm. United did have chances. They could on, on another day could have nicked it. To be oh. fair, um, yeah. and if Liverpool didn't didn't have Allison in goal, potentially would have nicked it. But that's Liverpool. That's that's points dropped from from Liverpool. For Liverpool, for me, and that's a, a point gained for United. I don't think they they would have been Man United happier yeah, with happy with a point there. No, happier yeah. with a draw. Of Man United there uh, as well. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, definitely. But like you said, it's apples and oranges. Um, Liverpool held the ball better, closed down better, moved into channels better. Yeah. Uh, Man yeah. United have the better had the better chances and probably should have finished them off. Mm. Uh, I'm not massively sure what's going on with Liverpool. 17 shots, they had only three of them on target, only converting three. To, and I, I, yeah, I messaged you guys in the um, in the chat here, I was like, when we had that great spell of like 30 minutes in the first half, that I was thinking, they're doing everything absolutely right. Liverpool are doing everything absolutely right here. The the runs and the movement of the ball, Thiago was everywhere. Um, but they kept putting anti Rose Ed every time they get <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the touching yeah. distance of the goal. It's, it's, it's really weird, isn't it? It's, it's like... I don't know if it's like a lack of confidence in front of goal because you're, you know, you're Premier League champions. You're, you're Mo Salah, Sadio Mane, they get double figures every season. Like, surely they can't be lacking in confidence because yeah. they're getting these chances. It's, it's just, it's weird, isn't it? It's just at the minute, nothing's going in for them. Um, I reckon, you know, potentially <laughs> we could end up with like another high scoring game coming up soon where they just sort of vent all their frustrations. <laughs> it's like we've been waiting, we've been waiting for a goal for like four weeks and now like six go in at once. So mm-hmm. potentially that's on the cards against somebody in the near future. But yeah, it's, it's as I say, I think it's an opportunity missed for Liverpool. Well, yeah. Just before I get your points here, Jake. Mm. I mean, when you like, when you analyse this match, right? You can you can break it down to the most simplistic form and say, right, Liverpool get the when you when you imagine what the problems are at Liverpool outside of this game. You think, oh, they don't have they don't have centre backs. They don't have naturally positioned centre backs fit at the club right now. Liverpool have kept a clean sheet in this match, mainly because Alison Becker. I'll say that. But the defence has done its job. The back line has done its job. Zero goals conceded. Yeah. Um, but the. That, the, the amount of forward players we had on the pitch at one point near the end of the game when we were trying to win it you know uh, something's going something's going to miss mm. whether it's teams have figured out how, how Liverpool are, how, how Liverpool are moving the ball around or maybe there's just a lack in confidence across because normally like the front three are harmonious in terms of like two can dip out of form and one can spring up with goals and Bobby yeah. Firmino did that recently before this gold round uh, but Sal and Manny haven't stepped back into no cover has formed that. <laughs> yeah, the the only team that I've seen who've made it majorly difficult for Liverpool to to take their chances was Southampton because I thought Southampton defended really yeah. well against yeah. them when they played them. Um, every other team they played, they've had so many chances, so many good chances, and and not taken them. Um, so I think, as I say, it's it's definitely points dropped from from their perspective. And, and like you say, they're not conceding goals. It's not you know the areas where you'd expect them to have the issues and not the issues at the minute. Um, so it is maybe, maybe there, as I say, something needs to change. Maybe he needs to drop one of them for a game. 
I don't know. Maybe he needs to change the formation or something. Fix it up. See, it'd be good just to bring Jota in. You know, and yeah. rotate one of them out. Mm. Or maybe he just needs yeah. to go like just fling Manamino in. But then again, as soon as, as soon as word gets out that, <laughs> that Manny Salah Firmino are a little bit unhappy, in come like three hundred million bids yeah. from fucking Barcelona, Real Madrid, <laughs> and PSG. <laughs> what were your thoughts in the match, Jake? Um, I thought I sort of I was texting my dad during the game and sort of likened it almost to it was like two sort of like heavyweights in a boxing match, wasn't it? That, that sort of Don't hate each other. really couldn't get near each other. Both were looking good and like sort of like throwing the right punches, but neither like none of them were really connecting. Um, I thought Liverpool, I thought they were until the final third of the pitch were, were really decent. I thought they were pretty good. Um, Thiago was everywhere. I thought Jordan Shakiri, you know, he, he hadn't started a Premier League game for over a year and or two years or something crazy like that. And I thought he was he was really good. Thought he was great, didn't he? One of the brighter sparks for he me. Was, yeah, and I, the only thing that disappointed me was the the lack of shooting from him. You know, he got himself in some really good areas, and I was just like, fucking hit it. And then yeah, and you think so? Like, Eighty months ago, he takes that. He shot. smashes it. Yeah, and he was just sort of yeah. looking for a pass. But I, th- I thought United were. Looked quite dangerous at times as well. I mean, Paul Pogba should have scored. I mean, 100%. he's got the entire goal yeah, to sort definitely. of aim at and he's put it exactly where Alisson wants it to go. Um, yeah. It's like the one yeah. spot you sort of don't want to put it. Right right at the, the keeper, yeah. And, <laughs> and he saved mass. that. But, um, I, I, I think for me, the a problem, the defence wasn't an issue. I thought they were really good. But the problem for me is the fact that two of Liverpool's more creative players are playing centre-back. Um, Fabinho, you know, while he's very much a defensive midfielder breaking up the play, he's a very good passer of the ball and he's very good at sort of turning the ball around as well. And and Henderson, he, he again, you know, for me, playing at centre-back, yeah, he can still do the long passing ranges, but his driving stuff isn't there in the middle of the park. And I feel like Liverpool are missing like that as well in the centre of that pitch. He's closer to show at them as well. Yeah, exactly. I don't know people yeah, think, think that's, a, that's a stupid point, but it's, it's really not. Like, if you turn, turn the crowd noise off and watch Liverpool, yeah. and see that little in the background, <laughs> that's Henderson instructing every player in Liverpool. And, but the thing is, the thing is, <laughs> Henderson gets a lot of flack for being a sort of sideways passing merchant and things like that. But if you watch the way he's, he's not sort, just moving the ball, yeah, he's, he's, he's moving the team. He's shape. moving the team shape around and things like that. And and you know, I think Liverpool have been missing that. Um, they haven't got someone that can, you know, make a simple pass like that. But the pass make opens the play up and gives other people a chance to get into space. And yeah. I feel like the centre, the, the full backs are probably missing the centre backs the most because they feel like they probably have to defend a bit more because they haven't mm. got Van Dijk and Joe Gomez there who they know can deal with it on their own. They've got two yeah. midfielders and it's a centre back, so they feel like they've got to sort of tuck in a bit more. Um, and, and I. That's that for me is the problem, and also the fact that Diego Jota's not playing. I mean, yeah, he had the competition which we saw at the start of the season, and he came in and he was, yeah, he was brilliant, wasn't he? he got injured, yeah. um, but he yeah. if he was on the bench now, he, well, he'd be starting for me over Firmino. He'd mm. be in that side and and cr- creating competition for places because Tivok Origi's not competition for the front three, and they know it. Yeah, they know it now. They know it now because he's not firing, he's not scoring, he's not playing well, um, so they know that they're not going to be dropped for him. 
Mm, definitely. Uh, for anybody that doesn't read Jordan, Jordan Henderson and think that's how he's doing, he's just making the he's making easy pass for the sake of making easy pass. Look at look at Jordan Henderson's head when he's on the ball. It is on a fucking swivel. It spins around three hundred and sixty <laughs> degrees. He's looking for everything. The reason he's moving the ball from left to right, backwards and stuff like that is because he sees the pathway is not on. Um if he's if he's on the right side of the pitch and he's he can play a forward pass. Potentially, either he's not looking at or most not in a most not in a good position. Trent's not really going to have anything to run on you here. Um, how can I overlap here, or can I? Oh, let's move it to the left. We'll go find. We'll go find a route down that way. Mm. Um, supremely underrated player, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Just because oh, yeah. I I really rate Jordan yeah. Henderson. I think um, I think what really made him as a player was his his loan spell at Coventry City. <laughs> <in 2009. laughs> um, <laughs> He always finds a way, doesn't he? He always finds yeah. a way. Uh, thanks very much for joining us. <laughs> You're going to start getting fined every time you bring up Coventry. <laughs> you get a Coventry job. Wait till, wait till we get into the Premier League. Oh, oh. I can't wait for that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just start giving you your own weekly show, the weekly cough yeah. or something like that. That's what we need to do oh, if Coventry no. make it into the Prem. It would just be Jed talking about Coventry (laughs) (laughs) for like 90 minutes, (laughs) like a football match. (laughs) He's not got a guest on, it's just him rambling. Him and Darren Huckabee. Just Just going going down the team sheets. Just going through the list of players. (laughs) Just going down the team sheets of every fucking player. Cov, Cov, Cov. He never played for Cov. He never Oh, he did in 2004. (laughs) (laughs) When he was six years old. (laughs) (laughs) My word. We should come back on on topic here. Uh, What were we talking about? How bad Liverpool are? Yeah, let's move on to something that doesn't cheer me up anymore. Uh, Man City were particularly good against Crystal Palace but Crystal Palace were particularly bad um, as <laughs> yeah. well they were away to Man City you don't expect them to um, to do anything too special um, John I, Stones I continues his scoring resurgence streak. as well yeah yeah <laughs> he's, uh, he's he's undroppable isn't he at the minute, at the minute for Man City well, he's got to be uh, looking like he's, he's done he's done really well yeah. to get back in that team but I thought the Man City were just they just outclassed Palace yeah, didn't they I mean, they, they were always going to win that game anyway um, particularly at the moment but they were especially good. Um, I thought that they took their goals really well. I was just about to say all, that, all of them seem to be taken yeah. really well. There's the I wanted. I wanted to highlight like pretty much all of them. Basically, the the first goal that John Stone scored, the header, mm-hmm. the ball into the box from Kevin De Bruyne with the outside of the foot was just <laughs> it, it, it was it was just sexy. It? It, was just, it? it was just beautiful, absolutely brilliant pass. Um, Gundogan took his goal really well. Um, put it in what you call the postage stamp yeah. where the goalkeeper's never get into it. Raheem Sterling scored a free kick and and took it really well. Like they they were just Man City were just class. It was, it was really really good to watch them um when they're in that form mm. and when they play like that it's as I say it's it's hard to to see any team that that can Definitely. stop them really. It's not just that like they just passed. They just passed Palace to death. Palace only got twenty seven percent possession. City actually only took thirteen shots, right? But what was different about this game, I think, was they were very particular about how they were going to get the goals this game. Mm. It looked as if yeah. they they weren't overly committing people forward either. Not allowing themselves to get caught out with silly mistakes. Yeah. Gabriel Jesus, who is a, a traditional forward, he'll probably be a bit disappointed uh, that he's played a full ninety minutes and not got a goal, but he needed ninety minutes. I think Pep needs to just stick with him right. Mm. If Aguero's not going to come back in straight away. Just get Jesus on and the form will come. He's a good player. He shows great quality. Absolutely. And, 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 yeah. And, and yeah. 
in several attributes, you know, and I think if he sticks with them, you know, he'll come good. He will come good, and they're playing really well in the, in the current system, and I think Pep will stick with it. And again, um, in the post-match and in the pre-match, Pep, very emotionless, mm. very cool, calm, collected. He's got his game face on. I think you can see there that this league's, this league's there to be won. Oh, if you definitely. ask me right now who's going to win a league... Um, without being biased, having having a Liverpool bias, I still think Liverpool can do it, but that's that's completely biased. There's nothing, there's nothing on paper. That on says paper Liverpool at the moment, I mean, Man City are the ones on four. Yeah, for me, yeah, um, yeah. That's what I think. That's why um, there'll be talks and people think I'm going to win this fucking Premier League again, and then um, we'll see what they're saying about me. <laughs> <laughs> for him, it's about the Champions League. I'm not League a bold then. fraud. <laughs> it's about the Champions League for, check for Man City. That's for me. That's what they they want. But I, um. I don't think they've got a better time to win it than this year either, the Champions League, because they're starting to play some decent football. They look pretty solid at the back. Yeah, they won't. But, I don't think they'll do very well in the Champions League unless they're playing well in the exactly. league as well. Um, so at the minute, everything seems to be sort of falling into place for them. Um, I think they've benefited from the other teams in the league not being as good as they should be yeah. either. Because um, their early season form wasn't great. And that could have... have Put them out of the race if you know teams like Liverpool were performing to the standard they were at last year, the year before, for example. So I think, like you say, Pep's focused. Um, he's seen that opportunity, and he, he'll have definitely have one eye on the Premier League this year. I think they've been a wee bit disrespectful by not mentioning Leicester in this conversation. Uh, a lot of Leicester fans will be listening to this and think, "No, <laughs> we do recognise oh, it." Well, I, it's not a, a it's not really a conversation about who's like you know who the the challenges are at the minute, though, is it? It's it's just a conversation about Man City and their game. But they're the other challenges, you know, you've got to talk about the teams around them, which right now, yeah, Leicester. Yeah, yeah they're I mean, definitely. Stranger things have happened. Main, the main one being that Leicester actually did go and win the league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you were asking me if, if, if there was no chance at all, I definitely would say that, I would say probably. Oh, no. no uh, it's still an outside chance. Well. It's still because there's still many games to be played in the season, many, many games to be played in the season. Um, it could happen, 100% it could happen. It's anyone's, it's anyone's, isn't it? And anyone in the top four at the moment, I think, can go on yeah, in the league. quite Leicester easily. Definitely within that discussion, yeah. So there's no reason why they can't go on and win the league at this point. And I don't want to say who I think at this point, because as I say, we can't, it, I think it's too difficult to predict, but Man City are looking very, very strong, mm. um, as are Leicester. So it might come down to you know, when they play each other, potentially. Be an interesting well, it could be game. completely yeah. different at the end of the table and it could be fucking Man United and Everton competing for it. It's just, a, yeah. it's just that type of season. Um, <laughs> yeah. But we'll move on to a team that I can pretty much safely say will not be up there. <laughs> Arsenal, Newcastle. Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aubameyang back with a double. After missing a howler. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I think Aubameyang definitely needed that. He needed a man in a match award and a part in the shoulder and to say, yeah, you know, you're still the man. Um, yeah. Saka gets his complimentary goal as he does pretty much most matches these days. <laughs> he was absolutely superb yeah. again. Uh, and I'm glad to see that uh, Arteta didn't actually change too much. Uh, yeah. And that it was more about adding to it rather than just doing sweeping changes. Yeah. You know, I think Thomas Partey coming back. He got a good amount of minutes, you know, a good almost 70 minutes in the bank. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Smith Rowe. Unbelievable. Saka, you know, superb. Lacazette again, just, just being a nuisance. We're, we're in that position at the minute, aren't we, where we're having deja vu about Arsenal, particularly the youngsters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> every week they're putting in these these class performances and, and they are really, you know, the best thing about Arsenal right now. Mm. Um, I think Aubameyang looked like he had his, his confidence in front of goal back. Um, 
the first goal he, he scored where he sort of run the defender and, and smashed it in with his left foot. That's a, a class goal. That is mm. a really well-taken goal. Um, and I, I think that the team playing so well and getting these wins under their belt over the last few weeks has sort of fueled that a little bit um, because they just they just look like a happier side in general at this point, don't they? And, and that's mainly come from the youngsters coming in and, and playing so well and getting them yeah. their goals. And like you say, Smith Rowe, Saka, Again, played really well. Mm, um, definitely. I'll happily keep talking about them. Newcastle looking absolutely <laughs> woeful. Woeful. No winning yeah, nine now yeah. in all Steve, competitions. Steve Bruce is, I think Steve Bruce is in trouble at this point, isn't he? Bruce is in trouble. We were saying we were saying before, you know, will he get sacked? Um, you know, is it the right thing for, for Newcastle to do? Potentially not, but if it continues like mm. this, then there's only one way he's going, isn't it? Like, if, if if they continue, if they're not picking up points, if they're not scoring goals, then you know they're they're definitely in in serious danger of going down. Um, because teams like you know West Brom, Fulham have been improving, so it, it's it's a big it's a very important time for for Newcastle. I think Steve Bruce at the minute is in trouble because they they really need to to improve their form right now. He's always or get sucked in the lineup. The, the lineup he's picked three. for to play Arsenal is obviously a very forward thinking one. In it. So he's went with um, the midfielder, Matty Longstaff, John Joe Shelby, Joe Linton and Almiron behind um, Andy Carroll and Carl Wilson. Those are all got, their forward-thinking players. Is it forward-thinking if you've got Joe Linton on the bench? <laughs> well, he's a forward, he's a forward player. <laughs> to be fair, he picked, he picked Andy Carroll, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think they're just, they're, they don't have the, the quality, do they, to... No. To go there, to go to Arsenal. I think he probably should win. have went with something a wee bit more conservative than that, to be honest. But the thing is, maybe the, the other long staff, and then maybe Isaac Hayden. You know, you know that people, <laughs> you know, people will slate him for going attacking, but you guarantee if he'd have played five at the back, everyone would have been like, "Oh, he's so negative" and things like that. I think fair yeah, play to not, Steve yeah. Bruce for like at least tempting to go for the game a little bit. I think that doesn't it doesn't I happen think, enough. Um, but. Newcastle are in trouble. I don't think they got the quality of the back. Um, I don't think they got enough quality in midfield. Attacking wise, if Callum Wilson's not scoring neither in Newcastle, um, mm. I think Steve Bruce is probably in danger. But the question What's is, what's he doing starting a start, Andy Carroll? The question, Andy Carroll's not a starter. He's not a starter. Obviously, he's not a fucking yes, he starter. Is. Why is he starting? <laughs> why? Why are you leaving? <laughs> Do you know what? I think I think it's probably just the wrong game to have gone so attacking. Yeah. <laughs> because like if you like you look at the last few games that Arsenal have played look how threatening they've been going mm. forward like you need to make sure that you've got the bodies there to to stop them playing their football to you know um and and to nullify the goal threat that they've got um if you're you know lumping all these players up top and leaving the back you know the defense a bit more exposed than you should then there's only going to be one outcome i think fair play for him for doing it but for me it's the wrong game. The wrong thing is, thing. right, he went five yeah. at the back or something against Sheffield United. <laughs> and yeah. That's not the game. Yeah, this exactly. is the game where you throw tables like, Switch <laughs> it got, around. I feel yeah. like he got his like, tactics wrong <laughs> in both games, yeah. like, completely. Five at the back against Sheffield United. Ridiculous. You lose the game. Shocking result. <laughs> yeah. You go 4-4-2 yeah. against Arsenal at the moment. It's a stupid result when you put all those attacking players on the pitch. You get beat. Yeah. But who do, who do Newcastle, seriously, if they sack Steve Bruce, who who manages that club? Oh, who Steve comes Bruce in to manage them? We've said it before, just Steve Bruce with a different head. That's well, I could, a guy that's got to be rough with his head. Do you think there's a possibility that someone like Eddie Howe No chance. There? No. Really? No. His favourite for the Celtic job, I'd hate to see him go take the Celtic job. <laughs> <laughs> if you think about Eddie Howe though I mean he's 
He's worked on a limited budget at Bournemouth. And I think he could potentially bring in some decent Premier League quality players. The difference players. is the um, problem is with Bournemouth and Newcastle is at least Eddie Howe got on with the owners at Bournemouth. Mm. He's going to be looking That's at Mike true. Ashley yeah. and going, He's a Bournemouth wanker. legend, ain't he? They were so attached to Eddie that they just, they just couldn't see him go. Exactly. Yeah, and that is and true. And they were prepared that to go true. down That's with him. My, I mean, when a club's Ashley's prepared a to go down with a manager, player. you know, there's love there. Yeah, I, I think, it's love. as you say, Mike Ashley's a, a big factor <laughs> in, in whether someone's going exactly. to go there. Because, like, he is he's, he's a turn-off, isn't he, for a manager? <laughs> like, if, if you see, oh, yeah, you know, he's in charge, I'm probably not going to get the backing that I think you know, the team needs. And all I'm going to get is a sports direct model. Yeah. Um, then it's it's like, yeah, it's just it it would it would put a manager off. It put a good um, manager off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe if he he gets uh, Alan Pardew back on, on the go. The thing, someone or Mark Hughes. Mark Hughes is saying he's looking well, there. For we a go. Job, There's your man, maybe, Mark Hughes. Maybe he's 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 the man. Yeah, he's your man. And they'll just continue there. Their Premier League another circle. journeyman <laughs> manager coming back. I've seen. Like have you seen back. that uh, like Premier League manager bingo yeah. that they've got going on? It's like Tony Pulis, Alan Pardew, Mark Hughes, <laughs> Steve Bruce, and they've all managed a certain yeah. amount of teams in the Premier it's League. Crazy. It's took a right. job yet? <laughs> Thank you. <guys. laughs> um, I, just, I don't think it's Newcastle concern. You know, I think just it's the owners. It's a problem. It's the owners that are toxic. It's, yeah. You know, I mean, like if you like. You know, you sort of like, would you go work for a boss that you you knew was fucking <laughs> absolutely shocking? Depends how much money was on offer. <laughs> Eddie Howe does not need to worry about money. No, nah, that's true. Yeah, that's you true. Know? And he's got another twenty some twenty thirty years of management. Thirty years of management ahead of him. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, need to take point. this job. He really doesn't. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we see be, that, be interesting to will. see. <laughs> Yeah, be be interested to see who does get it if if uh, they do something. Well, let's Bruce. let's give Bruce some credit, man. He's still he's still on a job. Right? He started Andy Carroll. He started Andy Carroll, so I got to give him some yeah. credit. <laughs> you get you get some points in the bank from the screamers who start yeah. Andy Carroll. Whoever you are, <laughs> um, almost done. So West Ham pinched one against uh, Sam Allardyce's baggies. Uh, this is one that um, you know Sam would have been absolutely fucking raging about these goals. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Definitely. The um the first goal was it the first goal they scored where it just sort of or the second goal where it's just come off Jared Bowen's chest yeah. and yeah he, big Sam would have been yeah. fuming an extra time in. in the first half <laughs> yeah yeah no yeah. yeah. like it's that's a nightmare isn't it um I thought West Brom showed some some spirit at times during the game um West West Ham uh have have got that quality though haven't mm-hmm. they to be able to grind out a win against against a side like West Brom at the minute um. Antonio again took took a, a typical centre forwards goal. Um, things are, are really looking good for West Ham right now. I think. Yeah, I think so. European campaign for West Ham next season. <laughs> Moise. Oh, Moisey in Europe. Moisey back in Europe. <laughs> Moisey abroad. He needs a fucking tan. He looks like fucking death. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Leicester absolutely. This was last night. Uh, absolutely took Chelsea to school. <laughs> they really, really, really did, ball. didn't they? Yeah, they were, yeah. Chelsea were outmatched them. in every single position on the pitch. Leicester were brilliant and superb. Just outran them, outmuscled them, outpassed them. I don't know if they outpassed them on paper, but it just seemed that everything. James um, Madison again, Leicester boys, was, wasn't it? Was <laughs> mm. Yeah, again, deja vu. Mm. Took his goal really well. <laughs> um, his <laughs> we liked his his post match interview. He's getting a lot of praise for that. Yeah. <laughs> you could tell that he's just—he was just buzzing, yeah. you know, to be to be top of the league. I, I don't see, you know, I don't, I, fair play for Leicester 
for being top of the league. As I say, can can they win the league? I don't see why not at this point. You know, we briefly touched on it earlier. They're they're in the discussion, aren't they? Um, on the flip side of that, how long's Frank Lampard got left? Well, in Chelsea? you yeah. know, since they beat Leeds, because they've only taken seven points from twenty four, and that's bad. That's really bad. And then yeah. that was December, yeah. um, and they've looked so. They haven't even looked like they've been attempting to like be any better either. They look so so poor. And Timo Werner, I mean. He can't finish his dinner at the moment, can he? Kai Avots. He, he, was, he wasn't lucky. He wasn't <laughs> lucky, to be fair. He had a marginal offside, didn't he? Um, but he ultimately was ruled out as being offside, mm. Timo Werner. I think last season, or you know, a couple of seasons ago, it, it counts because um, <laughs> you give the benefit of the doubt to the attacker. Um, but yeah, he's he's just he's not doing it at the minute, is he? I, I, I personally, I don't think Frank Lampard's got very long left 200 million pounds uh, Champions League well that's the thing he, if anything he's arguably made League, the worst he's gone were last year I've, I've seen people on yeah. Twitter like that you don't get a manager like Frank if you don't if it's not if you don't think it's a long term project you know you'll get the time blah 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 a manager like and Frank like, he's not a, they spent like, a quarter of a billion pounds <laughs> on football players <laughs> it's not it's not like you don't get a manager like Frank either like it's it's not he's not a manager He's not got you any know. pedigree, is he, really? Oh, you were, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, he has no sort he of... Failed to, yeah, he failed to get started. Building, building a legacy yeah. at some other club. I genuinely think if they get knocked out of the Champions League, um, which is not too far away uh, when the Champions League comes back, I think it's next month, isn't mm-hmm. it? So uh, if he gets knocked out there, then he's gone. I would not be surprised. Yeah. I mean, I, I I agree with you, Jed. I think if they lose a couple more games in the league, I think he's in trouble as well. But yeah, oh, he, I think he's he's, he's in trouble. Well, he's in trouble. I mean, it, it's serious jeopardy. Um, oh yeah, like yeah. serious, serious jeopardy. I mean, away from home, they they're you know I've just seen here that they've only kept five clean sheets in twenty nine games away from home under Frank Lampard, and that is absolutely dreadful. Um, you know, think of the sides in the Premier League: tw- twenty-nine that's, away games, poor. and you've only kept five clean sheets in that time. That's still yet poor to be considering how seven. much they've spent. <laughs> considering how much they've spent on goalkeepers and exactly. defenders as well, that is is so. And poor, the thing is, what, what what's you know, Lampard played under Jose Mourinho at Chelsea, who were notoriously defensively hard to beat. You know, you mm. could not break them down for love the money. And <laughs> it's like he's learnt yeah. nothing from his time under the. Arguably one of the best managers of all time. Um. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair to Frank Lampard, though, he doesn't have better checking goal, and he doesn't have John Terry at centre half. Um, it's good so Thiago he's, Silva, you know, it's not exactly. Yeah, Thiago Silva is not exactly a bad. Yeah, not exactly a bad defender, but um, <laughs> he's. I think to compare the, that team to the early Mourinho team. Is just it's not a fair comparison. No, I think that um, that many in your team although, over this team. Oh, of course they do. Al- although for the for the money involved, they should be doing a lot yeah, better than they are absolutely. right now. Um, do I've got a question for you, boys? Um, do you think that a Frank Lampard and Steve Bruce swap deal <laughs> could be on the cards at Newcastle? I'd love to see Steve <laughs> Bruce at Chelsea. I'd love to see it, but I'm skeptical, mate. <laughs> I, I can't see it happening, but wow. <laughs> I mean, that is, that is such a long shot that the bookies aren't even imagine, giving odds on it, mate. <laughs> just imagine that. Oh, Steve Bruce sacked at Newcastle, Frank Lampard sacked at, at Chelsea. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> imagine the scenes if Steve Bruce rocked up at Chelsea. <laughs> imagine the meltdown. Yeah. He's going to try and oh, motivate Thiago Silva, who's won everything. Everything there is to win, Thiago's won it. <laughs> oh, oh, brilliant. I reckon he'd just buy everyone a kebab. <laughs> 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 just like 
Come on, boys. <laughs> Please go out and oh, get three points. Lord. I'll get you a kebab. I'd play. I'd play for him if he was offering kebab. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. That's awful. <laughs> I hope it happens. <laughs> <laughs> and a million and one <laughs> fucking bet fed's probably all of them well I imagine uh, the scenes though <laughs> Lampard at Newcastle Steve Bruce at Chelsea <laughs> I'm trying to but I can't I'm trying to picture it in my head but I can't I can't imagine trying to imagine Chelsea <laughs> playing five at the back with like one person up front just mm. doing it all on his own <laughs> Andy oh, Carroll coming in on loan like <laughs> oh, he definitely. At least, at least Steve Bruce would start Giroud. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. There <laughs> Giroud Carroll. Giroud Carroll up front. <laughs> oh. oh. Perfect combination. It's the stuff of dreams. Uh, that, that is going to do us, boys. <laughs> We're running out of time. Uh, but thank you very much for joining me, gents. Thank you, buddy. Always a pleasure. No worries. And thanks very much to the listeners that stuck through that. Um, we will be back shortly with another show. <laughs> <laughs> another something's coming yeah. yeah another something some more, very shortly some more football is yeah. happening more so football is happening we're still talking um, <laughs> go on Twitter that's where we announce stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> follow us there nearly a thousand on Twitter by the way thank you <laughs> uh, and over 500 plays on Castbox which I didn't even know we were, I didn't even know anybody was listening to us on that until very recently <laughs> nearly at 3,000 downloads as well so thank you for everyone downloading so uh, yeah, yeah keep, keep it up and I'm Hopefully we'll get some sure more it's stuff just, um, Sure it's just Big Steve fucking downloading 3,000 times. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to uh, Big we'll Steve. Be back. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be back very, very soon. Cheerio, bye. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.